Well, there are so many examples of good in life. They are right there in front of our eyes each and every day. Sadly, there are those who focus on and go hunting for what isn't working in life, for what could be going wrong with the world and around them. Well, this podcast does completely opposite of that. We want to point out and celebrate the goodness of God and the goodness of people. And we want to fight for those we love and we want to keep loving the fight. There are too many things we believe to be grateful for to focus on only the negative in life. And so one of the things that we are grateful for the most is you guys. Yes, we are grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Well, hey, welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Travis, and I am joined by my co-host, my beautiful wife, Dawn. Hey, everybody. Travis, I have to admit, it's so fun that you are back this week. I mean, last week you had a cold, you had no voice, and so you weren't able to be a part of the podcast. Podcast, so it's just fun to yeah. sit next to you again and have you be a co-host. Well, thank you. I'm back from maybe what somebody might call the vocal dead. Yeah, I was, was gone yeah, last week. I could not be a part of the podcast. And you, Don, did a spectacular job. Well, obviously, you guys, just an update. We have been sick the last two weeks, just cold, just a basic, simple cold. We had gotten tested for COVID. We were negative. Um, my cold went through, but yours kind of stayed in your head and you got a really bad sinus infection because of it. But it's so cool because when you're sick and then all of a sudden your sickness leaves, life just feels great. <laughs> yeah, it feels like you just came back from vacation. You yep. got all this energy, you're pumped. Oh, I'm so glad to feel better again. For those of you that know us, we have a ton of energy. <laughs> so for us to just kind of hang out around the house and not do a lot is very rare, something that we don't do. But man, actually, I kind of enjoyed it. Like oh, we got yeah. to, you know, watch so a good. new show, you know, found a YouTube movie that we thoroughly enjoyed and we um, got to just chill in the house, cook. I love to bake and cook. So when mm. I was feeling better, I just got to bake and cook fun things. Yeah. And you're like nursing me back to health, you know, making all that great food. It was so good. But just such a blessing to finally be feeling better um, and go on with life. But sometimes we need those pauses. Maybe that's why God has us be sick for a little while. I'm not sure. But either way, we're glad to be healthy. Well, Don, you mentioning about how we're feeling better, it actually makes me think of a one trip that I took about six years ago. I actually did it for a couple years in a row. I went to the Boundary Waters with my friends. I wasn't sick. I was feeling great. It's summer. And the Boundary Waters is in northern Minnesota, and it's completely untouched land. It's beautiful up there. It's God's country. You can't bring any vehicles in there. There's no roads. When you go in there, it is nature in you. Everything you bring in there, you have have to take out. It's so incredible. But I went up there with four other guys. There are five of us total. And for about three nights and four days, I did this again, two years in a row. And what was so cool about this trip is, you know, Don, these are some of the best guys that I have ever met. I mean, this trip was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Why? Because these are men I completely trust and we just get crazy and we have so much fun together. So what did we do when we were on this trip? Well, we portaged through about 10 different lakes. And what that means is you you paddle across an entire lake, but then you get to a dry piece of land and you have to hike for maybe a mile or two to get to the next piece of land. And I just, I always want wanted to carry my own canoe for the other two guys. There were three of us in a canoe, but we also paddled all the way to Canada. Like literally from our cabin where we were staying, we went through so many lakes. We finally got to the border of Canada and the United States. And I'll never forget the day we're sitting there, we're eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and we're floating on the water between two nations. It was 
So cool. And one of the guys had a filter that we could use to pull out lake water and fill up our jugs. And so it was really fun drinking water straight out of a lake and not getting sick. And it was ice cold. It was delicious. But normally you get out of your fridge or out of the tap water, out of your sink. Uh, But we also did a lot of fishing. We ate the fish that we caught for supper. So some nights we had a, you know, a really good supper. And some nights we ate a lot of the side fixings. Uh, There wasn't so much to eat. But then Then there was the time while we were there that we all were getting in our canoe. We had been on dry land and there were two of us in the canoe already. Again, there's three of us total in the canoe. And the last guy, his name is Rich, he went to go step into the canoe. Instead of being low to the ground, he steps into the canoe and we're in deep water. I mean, there's, you know, the shore, which is rock and then the water, which is like 20 feet down. He goes to step into the canoe and he loses his balance and flips the canoe (laughs) while we're in it. <laughs> and we all go flying, you know, into the air, imagine. into I wish the I could water. Have seen what that looked like? <laughs> it was crazy. I'm like sinking like five, ten feet down into the water, partly because I'm going after my backpack, our belongings. Everything is wet, and it was just crazy. We got everything out. We laughed our heads off. It was so fun. We've never stopped giving that guy a hard time. Our friend Rich, he's an awesome guy. But one day too, I remember as part of this trip, we got caught in a rainstorm. We literally rode in that uh, rainstorm. We were paddling through wind and waves all across a huge lake, you know, up and down on the waves. And as the rain was starting to subside, I mean, I just remember being drenched and I was laughing my head off. I'm thinking, you know, we were warm, but we were soaked to the bone. And I'm like, I cannot believe I'm out on this lake. I feel like I'm about to die. We're going up and down. And then as the rain started to stop, we saw a rainbow. And it just so happened that the end of the rainbow was literally landing on the dock that we were paddling to where our cabin was. Us. We got to the end of the rainbow and looked around and there was rainbow all around us. Wow. Like the sun was hitting the water droplets mm-hmm. and we were a part of the rainbow. One of the best experiences. All right, Don, you can tell I had a great time. Last little story. At one point I asked my friends to drop me off at a campsite. They left me all alone on a peninsula on a lake that had no one else. I started a fire and I sat there all by myself for two hours completely alone, out of sight of my friends, no cell signal, and no way to defend myself if bears ran up, you know, and started to attack. If I fell over and had a heart attack, I would die right there because I, like, there was no one around me, but I was so alone. I loved it. I sat there and I thought about the different areas of my life and how much I appreciated God and appreciated nature. It was so powerful to be alone. It's so cool to hear your story, Travis, because I know how much that meant to you to get away with your friends and to spend that time with them, but then also that alone time. And that is a perfect segue into this episode. And the reason we actually are doing this episode, we wanted to focus this episode on the importance of alone time and time away from your spouse. This is a topic that might not be talked about a lot, but it's an important rhythm in any marriage, especially in a healthy marriage. It also can be an area that can be abused though for selfish reasons, which has given us more reason to spend time on this particular topic of this episode. And here's why. Because we almost do everything together as a couple. And I love that. But I also love what being away from my spouse can do for our marriage as well. There have been times when, Travis, you have been the one away on a trip like the one that you just mentioned. And I have been alone. And it was during those times 
that I have done a lot of self-reflection and also had a chance to feel like what it's like to be without you, which I honestly don't care for. I like to be with you. And although I enjoy alone time occasionally, it's always nice when we come back together. Whenever this has happened, it has given me a newfound respect and gratitude for you. And it's funny, the trip that you were talking about, I actually got together with those with the four wives. You and did. And we went and on a boat cruise and had dinner and watched fireworks. Oh, fun. But we yeah. got to have time together, you know, so I wasn't alone. I was with other wives. But again, this is a very important topic. So when it comes to time alone or time away from your spouse, there are really kind of two extreme versions of what we are talking about that we see in couples. And we've seen a healthy version, but we actually have seen a very unhealthy version as well. There is the one couple who spend every waking moment together. It almost seemed like they can never, ever do anything without their spouse, almost to the point of it being overkill. They would maybe erupt in a panic if they were suddenly apart from their spouse for even just a few minutes. Now, we aren't that bad, but we are definitely more on the yeah. side of that spectrum yeah. just because we like, we have fun together. Yeah, and I'm kind of like that, Don. When I'm away from you for any length of time, I mean, I start to like, oh, I just want to get back together with you. Yep. Although, you know, going away with my guy friends is amazing. Like, I still, I'm like, oh, I want to be back with Don. You know, we have that one side, but then there's also the other side. When you have the couple, you know, that is absolutely disengaged and separate, not separated by living separately, but they are married, but pretty much have gotten to the point of becoming more like roommates. I've seen couples like this that are even somewhat in love, but none of their lives are in sync with the other. They have completely different schedules and have very different friends. They just live their own lives, but under the same roof. So here you have yeah. two completely different couples. Wild. One yeah. where they're they're always together and another one where they're just never together. Well, both of those scenarios aren't healthy. Yeah, and the one where they're in love, but they just literally live completely yeah. different schedules and different friends, that's always surprising me. I mean, for some people, they've made it work, but it still does not seem very healthy because yep. there's very little time together. I just remember having a coworker one time and talking to them about their marriage and they didn't want to be with their spouse ever. Like they had, they had no plans at all. They wanted to just be yeah. with their friends. And I felt bad for them and for their marriage. It so just wasn't sad. healthy. Yeah. Well, just like everything else that's good in life, there has got to be a balance. There has to be a healthy middle. So what would that look like? Well, it may look like this, staying very connected physically and emotionally in a marriage while also balancing that important equilibrium of unity and autonomy. It's the ability to be joined together as one, but still maintaining the individualistic qualities that God created within you. The individualistic qualities that allow you and your spouse to complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. You know, Travis, I really love that you have guy friends to hang out with. You have a, a men's group that you are a part of weekly. This is really actually making you a better husband to me because you have that time to connect with yeah. those guys. And I feel like it makes me a healthier human being yep. and just a happier person. I know for many years I was involved and I have led many women's ministries in my lifetime. And I was able to provide groups and events that only women would be a part of. And this is healthy. Why? Because I can relate to women in a way that I'm not able to relate with you a little bit, Travis, because you're not a woman. You don't have women hormones <laughs> I'm definitely not and a woman, woman just needs. For the record, yeah. You can't relate to me physically when it comes to my anatomy, birthing, and nursing a child, or maybe how my emotions and my hormones were created. God made you and me very different. And I'm so thankful for that. But it's really nice to connect with other women who can fully relate to me in that area. And having friendships and spending time with other women is healthy for me 
and for our marriage. Having a long time and a chance for me to catch my breath, connect with God, and just be still is healthy. But there definitely has to be a good balance of this. We don't want to abuse this on either side. And here's why a balance is important. Because we need people. Dr. Julianne Holstead, a professor of psychology and neuroscience, said this, There is robust evidence that social isolation and loneliness significantly increase risk for premature mortality and the magnitude of the risk exceeds that of many leading health indicators. So not only do we need people, like, you know, Dr. Julianne says, but on the flip side, we also need solitude and aloneness. Albert Einstein said this, The monotony and solitude of a quiet life stimulates the creative mind. And this statement is coming from a man who changed the world and helped us see it in a much different way. We need solitude and aloneness as much as we need people. I I love that. I love that contrast that we need to be with people like uh, the professor of uh, psychology and neuroscience, Julianne Lundstedt said, but also that we need to be alone, that it's so good and healthy for us and creative. Well, why is that a a fact? Because God created each of us with the ability to accomplish things that only we can accomplish yep, as did. an yep. individual. And he also gave us that ability as a couple. So knowing that both exist and holding them together with equal tenderness and importance, that might be one of the biggest keys in keeping your marriage alive and full of fresh oxygen. So here is why we believe alone time or time away from your spouse can be healthy for your marriage. And the reason why we're saying it that way is because whether you're having alone time or you're away from your spouse with your friends like I was camping, it's all time away from your spouse is is really what we're getting at. So here's why we think it's a good idea. The first reason is we are all different and alone time allows for that expression. One example I would give is I play guitar and no matter how much I want Don to play an instrument with me. And I would like for Don to play guitar or drums or whatever it is. She's probably not ever going to do that. I'm just not very talented in that area. I well, wish I, was. I think you are, but you <laughs> no, know, you I'm might not. just need a little more work, but, <laughs> but she can appreciate music with me or come to a concert with me, but she probably can't ever, you know, pick up the drums or another guitar and jam with me. Yet there's something powerful that happens when I get in a room and I play my guitar all alone. It's therapeutic and it causes my soul to rest. When Dawn is alone, she will often go for walks, spend time working out uh, uh, or even working on writing a book and listening to other podcasts. I love walking. I love all that stuff. It just fills my bucket. Yeah, and it does. And you and your spouse, maybe you have many similar interests, but there are some interests that you may never exactly share. We need to support those interests in each other, uh, but but they might never be shared. So when you develop those interests in a healthy way, and again, your spouse supports that development, you become the more whole person that God intended you to uniquely be. The person God created you to be. Alone time can really allow for that to take place in its fullest sense. Now, there is something to remember, though. When we all have an extrovert side and an introvert side. Don't believe the lie. Society <laughs> tries to pigeonhole all of us and, well, you're an introvert or you're an extrovert. You know what, guys? That's not true. There's a little bit of one or the other. You know, you have both of them in you. I'm definitely an extrovert, but there's still an introvert side in me. We all have that, right? We, we just tend to operate one direction more than the other, but doing so doesn't mean that we're void of the need of being around people or void 
void of the need of, of being alone to refill our buckets. So alone time allows the expression of our truest self sometimes. Alone time or time away from your spouse can also be healthy for your marriage because secondly, sometimes your body and your mind, they just need to yeah, rest. Yeah. They need rest. And so there's something about being alone, all alone, that can often provide a much needed moment for your body to find true rest. Being alone in a positive nurturing environment refills your bucket, especially when it's free from responsibilities or the need to nurture someone else. I mean, this is especially important in marriages where there are kids. I mean, sometimes mom just needs a break or dad needs a break to replenish themselves and they need to be alone. So how each spouse recharges can be different. What is refreshing and recharging for one spouse can be super draining and stressful to another spouse. And that is why alone time can be so important. The key is that if you do practice healthy alone time, it must be to do something that will bring you rest and relaxation. A couple quick examples could be driving in a car by yourself on a long road trip or taking a hike by yourself or praying or reading books or listening to podcasts or watching a movie or or going on a run. The key is I don't want to drag Dawn to go do things that she doesn't want to do and force her to do that with me together. No, when we're together, I want to go do the things that we both really enjoy together. But then when I do have some alone time away from Dawn, then I do those things that maybe she doesn't love as much, but really fill my body. Alone time or time away from your spouse can be healthy for your marriage because you rediscover yourself and become more comfortable in your own skin. It's funny, Travis, ironically, one of our favorite shows that we have binged on in the past, especially in the winter, is a show called Alone. It's just one of our favorite shows. Such a good show. Because they pretty much drop off 10 people in either a really cold part of of the world or a really hot part, but they have to survive alone. And they have nothing. They Completely have to alone. build their shelter. They have to, you know, hunt their food or fish. And everything that they do, they have nothing. They just have to survive alone. So whoever can survive out there alone the longest will actually win. And I think they went 80 days, 90 days. Oh, it's, it's just crazy how long, long time. they're able to go. Well, after watching almost every season and every episode, it's amazing how many people don't seem to be able to actually spend large amounts of time alone with themselves. Most people start to lose it. Um, it's almost as if they're uncomfortable with themselves, who they are or what they have become. Part of that awkwardness of being alone can be healthy because God has created us to be in relationships with others. So the absence of those relationships should cause us some discomfort. However, many of the people on this show struggle with being alone because they are then forced to face their own thoughts, their own past, and moments that allow them to reflect deeply on who they have become. It's a really cool show, actually. Man, it helps you understand people better, but it helps you understand yourself. Yeah, it's crazy, too, because people can be doing so well. They have shelters. I mean, they could live there forever. Tons of fish, tons of food, lots of fire, and yet they go crazy yep. and they give up. I think if sometimes we're so over busy or over scheduled that when we don't have the alone time, we really kind of lose who we are. We don't we forget know how to who be we alone. Are. Yep. Yeah, and, and being who we are bothers us. Alone time or time away from your spouse can be healthy for your marriage because... It can increase the value of your spouse in your own eyes and provide a fresh perspective on the blessing that they really are to you. You know, Travis, every time I'm away from you for a significant amount of time, I miss you and I come back home with a renewed sense of gratitude for who you are and for with what you bring to my 
life into our marriage. I appreciate you so much. In any marriage, it's also easier to see the blessing that they are when they are not around you for a little while. That break provided by time alone has the potential to diminish the gravitational pull in relationships towards taking your spouse for granted. When alone, we tend to take time to think more and we find ourselves thinking more about those who are the most prominent in our lives. That is the moment that feelings of appreciation and love can come flooding back into our hearts and into our minds. And that happens to me every single time. Yep. When you're gone, when you come, I just want to give you a big hug and cuddle you, and um, and I'm sh- you do the same to me. Like yeah, we just- and it's the concept of absence makes the heart grow fonder. That, that's it's such that a true feeling yep. of like, oh my gosh, this person who's so big and ever present in my daily life, they're not here. And now I'm like feeling the value of them, of time together, but definitely also of having time alone and time away. So alone time or time away from your spouse, it can also be healthy for your marriage because it injects fresh perspective and conversation into your marriage communication. And why? Well, because when couples have a chance to experience friends, hobbies, ups and downs at work and adventures while not with their spouse, it can allow them to bring the new perspectives of what they've learned and experienced into the marriage narrative, along with making for some really great conversation. Couples are able to debrief their experiences together and analyze their feelings about those individual experiences. This not only invigorates what could potentially be stale and predictable conversation within their home, but it also facilitates a deeper level of sharing and intimacy. I love those times, Travis, when you come home and we're able to just talk about where we just were or what we just did. It's fun. It just brings excitement, but then also, yeah, it gives us a whole new topic, more conversation. Yeah, so true. And uh, lastly, alone time or time away from your spouse can be healthy for your marriage because you can use it as a chance to spend time with God. And this is probably the most important one. I mean, this time alone allows us to remember our identity is in Christ. It is easy to lose our identity when we are always with our spouse. Yes, the two become one, but God still created us to be an individual. And so when I stand before God one day, it'll be me and God, not God, me and my spouse. So I'll be held accountable for my thoughts and actions. God created me in his image, not in the image of my spouse. My identity is in Christ. My relationship with Jesus is greater than my relationship with my spouse. God needs to be number one in my life. So that time alone is so good to be able to connect with Jesus and cement and solidify that relationship. And to be able to get away and and have connection time with God, it could be something as simple as a three-hour mountain bike ride. My friend does that. Or to go to a prayer cabin overnight or camping and or maybe even a spiritual retreat with other men, which I've done a lot. Uh, whatever it takes, it, it, those little things can be so beneficial to your soul and your relationship with God. Actually, the Bible talks about us spending time away from our spouse. In 1 Corinthians 7, 5, it says, do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So it talks about us going away and spending that 
time to devoting ourselves in prayer and just getting to know God more. Yeah, so true, Don. The context of this passage is intimacy through sex, but it highlights the value in couples having a chance to take time away from each other to spend time with God. The key is that it is only meant to be for short periods of time. We need our spouses because they are not only a spiritual protection, but they also help us fight temptation. Now, there's a a, a flip side to time alone or time away from your spouse. So we want to give a couple quick dangers that you need to be on the lookout for when it comes to time away or time alone. What are they? What do they look like? Well, alone time should be used to focus on replenishing yourself so that you can give your best self to your spouse and family. If not done with the right intentions, it can quickly, easily turn into selfishness that is bent towards only fulfilling yourself without the idea of becoming a stronger, healthier person for your spouse. You also need to be careful of when alone time, it it should never be used to be getting away from your spouse. If it's just a chance to avoid your spouse or to get away from your spouse to play and do things that you know would damage your relationship, your marriage that you can't do with your spouse present, then you are definitely abusing the power of alone time. (laughs) Actually, or if you're in the middle of a fight and you say, hey, I need some alone time, you just just to avoid the conversation, you know, yeah. the fight or flight mentality. And you disappear right. for a month or two. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably, probably not, not the time. That's not what we're talking about here. Alone time should make you a better spouse, not an absent or more aloof spouse. Make sure that it's benefiting your marriage and not making your marriage weaker. Your alone time should not be more significant than the amount of time you spend together in positive situations and environments building your marriage. In other words, if 15 hours a week of face-to-face time is spent on building your marriage, things like going on walks, eating meals together, playing games, having conversations, and going on dates, then it would be safe to say that your alone time wouldn't be more than 25% of that, around three to four hours. So make sure that you're balancing that, that again, your face-to-face time with your spouse should always be way more um, significant than your alone time. Yeah, Donna, great story that I remember. uh, We did a marriage conference and a guy came up and said that he was putting his hunting hobby ahead of his spouse and his kids. He hunted a lot. And he just said, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going to be hunting as much. And he put it in perspective. Why? Because that can become almost like an affair or a mistress, you know, kind of cheating on your spouse just so you can go hunting and maybe hunting with the guy. And the last danger that we wanted to warn you about, it would not be wise for one spouse to ban alone time as unnecessary or irrelevant for the other spouse. That would not be a good idea. I think this is just such an interesting topic, Travis, because honestly, you guys, it is okay to not always be with your spouse. It is okay to go out and hang out with your friends and have alone time. But just make sure that you balance it. Again, there's benefits of having that time away, but it has to all be in balance. Yeah. You know, alone time is so often called me time. And you and I always talk, Don, yeah. about we time. There's, yeah, we time. We you time have to have we time. should be way more right. than me time or alone time, but it's a good thing. And I agree the balance. We just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. Wait, Travis, Travis, it's your turn. Travis, you're supposed to say, we'll see you next time. Well, obviously, Travis is off doing his alone time. So thank you, guys. We'll see you next time.